Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have with me my friend and chaplain and pastor, Steve Brown, from the Friendship Baptist Church, which is at 1420 Keller in Evansville. If you'd like to join them sometime, I'm sure I'd love to have you there. And Steve's wife, Irene, and he have three children, eight grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. Yes, sir. Praise God. What a blessing. Well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for Steve taking time out of his schedule to come share the good news of Jesus. And we give all the honor and glory to him. In his precious name we pray. Amen. Well, Steve, I thought maybe today we just start out sharing with the listeners your testimony, kind of uh, how you came to the Lord, maybe a little about your military background, and kick it over to you. Greg, first of all, I want to thank you for allowing me to just come and share a little bit about my testimony. I don't do that too often, but my testimony is simple. It's kind of like the blind man. I was blind, and now I see. Praise and God. It all happened. I am a resident of Evansville, Indiana. Born May 1st, 1946, so I'm 76 years old. I got saved at 29, at 29. I came up in the Lincoln Garden housing projects here in Evansville. I'm the youngest of six. My father wasn't a churchgoer, but my mother was. My mother took us to church. We learned Bible verses, Sunday school, vacation Bible school, you name it. Anything was going on in the church, my mom had us there. She was very active in the church. But like most young men, that wasn't what I wanted as a teenager. Teenagers want to do their thing. They want to be yeah. with their friends. They want to go places, and that's pretty much what I did. I went in the Marine Corps in 1964. I served in the United States Marine Corps. Came out in E-5, honorable discharge. I went to work for Elcor, the Aluminum Company of America here in Warwick County, mm -hmm. uh, not about 20 miles east of Evansville. Yep. I worked for them for 40 years. Now, I know salvation comes through believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Apart from God's grace and the Spirit of God drawing a person, it's not just going to happen. So my addiction was gambling. Never smoked, never drank, never used drugs. I was in the heart of the inner city. I saw the pimps, the hustlers, you name it. They were there. But it's amazing that passage of Scripture says, train up a child in the way it should go, and when it's yep. old, it won't depart. Yep. And that's pretty much what my mom did. She trained us up. There was no excuse for us not knowing the Lord because we did. But I got in that fast, fury life, and I was on my way to work one morning. It was January of 1974, and I was trying to get WJPS. That was one of our favorite rock and roll stations here in Evansville. Okay. And I couldn't get it. I didn't understand that. WJPS always comes through, yeah. but it didn't come through. And I'm African-American. I wasn't very interested in Country and Western. Uh, I couldn't even get Country and Western. I think I would have listened to that that day. I couldn't get any type of music on that radio that I want, but i tell you what I did get. I got a guy by the name of Dr. J. Vernon McGee through the Bible radio. He taught the Bible verse for verse, chapter for chapter, verse for verse for five years. I kept trying to get these stations, and this southern country preacher just kept coming through. So I said, okay, I'm going to listen to him. But it was like an Agatha Christie mystery, Craig. Mm -hmm. This guy was talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'd heard it before, but I'd never heard anybody explain it like that. So I listened to him, and when I got to the parking lot, and I had to turn my radio off, I thought about that all day long. I couldn't wait till the next day to hear the rest of this broadcast. Wow. Jumped in my car, and I turned it on again, and I listened. 
Now, there are a lot of passages of scriptures where people get saved, Greg, yeah. uh, that starts getting them interested in the Word of God. But what he was talking about, and I don't know if this ever happened to anybody else, he was talking about at the tomb in the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John, around the 11th verse, how Mary Magdalene had come to the grave, mm -hmm. knew the body, found out the body was gone, and Peter and John came. And the scripture says, one disciple outran the other one. Yeah. Never in my life that I ever even pictured disciples running like they were running a race trying to get to the tomb. Yeah. That caught my attention. And what I saw, I saw the humanity in these guys. I said, well, this, you know, I'm always thinking of some angelic person. Right. And I listened to that. And I listened to that broadcast for six months. Last thing I heard Dr. J. McBride McGee say, your sins are either on you or they're on Christ. You either have eternal life or you don't have eternal life. Yeah. You either trusted in the finished work of Christ or you trusting in something else that won't save you. Yeah. I remember coming home and going in my bedroom. It was June of 1975, 74. And I stood in my bedroom. I acknowledged that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I acknowledged that I was a sinner. And I prayed and I said, Lord, if you can save me. I believe Christ died for my sins. I believe that he was buried. He rose again from the grave. And I want to trust him as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. The amazing thing, Greg, there was nobody in that room with me. Mm -hmm. No preacher, nobody on the keyboard, nobody yeah. singing. Come on. But I had the assurance. I had insurance and assurance. Yeah. I had insurance from John 3.16. For God yeah. so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But yep. then God's word gave me assurance. Mm -hmm. First John says, and this is the record that God has given us. He who has his son has life. Oh. And he who does not have the son of God does not have life. Okay. He says, these things I've written to you that believe that you may know that you have eternal life. Yep. I just took God at his word. And I remember putting on my Vietnam jungle boots and going over the inner city projects, basketball court, and start talking, talking to guys about Christ. And you just don't go talk to some of these guys about Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I didn't have any fear. Yeah. I collected, start collecting these little gospel tracts, and I went over and I sat on a picnic table. And I remember giving one to a guy who some years later took his life, killed himself, had two boys that died tragically. And sometimes those things come back to my mind. Right then, some guys had a home Bible study. And we used to use Dr. J. Vernon McGee's material. Mm -hmm. Started that Bible study. A guy brought a girl to the Bible study one time who was out on bond for murder. She had murdered her boyfriend through a domestic violence. When she went back to jail, I would go down there and visit her. When I went down to visit her, I would see guys in jail that I played ball with, guys that I knew from the neighborhood. So I asked my pastor, I said, I'd like to go down there to the jail. Would you write me a, a letter? that I can give to the sheriff that I'm qualified to do this. This was two years later. Mm -hmm. That's how I started doing prison and jail ministry in 1976, wow. and I've been doing it doing it ever since. Wow. That day that you gave your heart to Jesus, you know, I know you talked about assurance. And What was the, the biggest feeling you had at that point in time? Do you remember that back in that day when you gave your heart to the Lord? Anything that stuck out in particular? I didn't even get a feeling. I, I was resting everything after... Listening to Bible teaching, I knew that salvation wasn't based on a feeling. It was based mm -hmm. on a fact. Amen. Jesus died. Uh, Paul made it clear in 1 Corinthians. Yeah. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, yeah. that which I received, how Christ yeah. died for our sins according to the scriptures, buried and rose again. Yeah. 
And he says, this is what saves a man. Yeah. So I had that. But what I did have, if, it, if there was any feeling at all, there was a feeling, you got to go tell somebody about this. Praise God. You got to share this with somebody. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I did. I had no idea what was going to happen over on that. I lived in the city all my life. Yeah. And I knew the mentality of a lot of guys, what they were doing. How are these guys going to take this? Am I going to get cursed out? Am I going to have to get in a fight? Right. What's going to happen? Right. But most of the people in the inner city of Evansville know me for that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've been in every prison in the state of Indiana ministering and, and a lot outside. Praise God. Yeah. We'll run out of time for today. If you would pray for our listeners. Father God, again, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. And most of all, we thank you for who you are. Yes. You're the author and the finisher of our faith. You're the one yes. who brings us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We thank you, Lord. For all of eternity, we'll be giving glory to you for what you've done when you've taken sinners such as us and given us this new life that is found in you. Bless Greg in this ministry. We pray that the word of God will dwell deeply and richly in the hearts of men and women. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Steve. Looking forward to the next couple of days we continue on in this. And folks, you can contact Steve through our ministry. We'll get you hooked up at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.